Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone for joining us for this live recording of the Raw Food Health Empowerment Podcast. I'm so excited to be having this particular conversation. We were just talking about, let's see how long uh, the interwebs will keep it on the interwebs. Um, But I see already on YouTube, they have this whole banner here about COVID, which is great. Everyone should learn all the information from all sides. Um, But we have an amazing testimony here that we're going to share. So welcome to the live recording of the Raw Food Health Empowerment Podcast, where we delve into the powerful benefits of a holistic, high raw vegan lifestyle for achieving optimal health, brain function, and overall well-being. Um, And this podcast, today we're going to be uh, specifically looking at raw. We'll see how raw you have to be for uh, long COVID. So we'll see. We'll get to learn. I'm your host, Samantha Salmon, certified integrative nutrition coach and brain health license trainer. And today we're talking with LaShonda about her raw vegan breakthrough, how she beat long COVID. But first, before we get into the the juicy stuff, uh, today is the last day of the Thrive Through Food Summit. Um, We have 48 hours to view each day's uh, live. And um, so we wrap up on November 3rd at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Folks who purchase get the lifetime access and also access to the live bonus sessions with some of our guest speakers. Tomorrow is the first one of of the the live sessions with Raw Food Health Empowerment Summit uh, speaker, Lexi Tavares, and she's gonna be talking on the fruitful path, strategies for weight loss through fruit-based diet. So this has come up a few times on this summit, the Thrive Through Food Summit, where folks have used fruit in particular to reverse anxiety and overcome depression and things of that nature. Um, So she'll be talking about that, plus her own testimony uh, with mental health um, and also teaching us about DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy, which she says has helped a lot of her clients stay the course. so make sure you get your invite by getting the all access pass ticket, right? As an all access pass ticket holder, you get access to these live bonus sessions. This first one coming up with Lexi tomorrow. And then next week we have a live Q&A with um, Dr. Gabriel Cousins, Dr. Toomey Johnson, Thomas Tadlock, Karen Ranzi, and Evelyn Zeeler. Well, you, you'll be in the Zoom room with them. You can ask all your questions. Um, it'll be a nice intimate setting uh, for everyone to just get your individualized attention with these amazing speakers. Um, also, I was asked if I will run this summit again next year, and I do not know if I will or not. Uh, and, and pretty much here's why. Every time I run a summit, it's inspired by something going on in community. So the Raw Food Health Empowerment Summit was inspired by policy work I was doing in LA, and I was hearing folks at the table talk about how veganism is so white, and I just could not understand that because I'm like, I got into this from people that look like me. (laughs) How could that be that veganism is so white? So the Raw Food Health Empowerment Summit was to showcase the diversity in the raw food movement This uh, summit, the Thrive Through Food Summit, came from a local nonprofit leader here in Central Florida who's doing addiction recovery work and trying to bring in plant-based nutrition programming into that work and getting pushback from community members saying that 
they don't see why nutrition is in is important in this at all. And I was a little baffled by this because I thought everyone was aware how critical nutrition is for our mental health and well-being, but apparently not. So that's what inspired this summit. Who knows what's going to happen next year? You know, <laughs> life is rolling, life is moving. I feel like every time I put something out into the world, things are manifesting in the world. So things are moving really fast and um I'm reacting to the needs of the community, and I feel like this is going to spark a lot of activity on the ground, so we'll see what happens next year. So it may or may not be around next year, but you will have the opportunity to purchase uh, the summit so you can bring it into your local community, have events around it, show folks what is possible for them when they take care of their brain and mental well-being. Now on to today's guest, Miss LaShonda Renea Maxfield. Uh, JD MHA. LaShonda is an attorney by profession, but possesses a profound passion to empower individuals through proactive, purposeful planning. She identifies as a contingency planning strategist and often challenges her clients and mentees to renegotiate their life, health, and career choices. Since 2000, LaShonda has harbored a deep interest in nutrition, recognizing the immense power of using food as fuel for a healthier, more fulfilling, more fulfilled life. She embarked on her plant-based journey in 2006 and has since hosted various vegan challenges, grocery tours, and in-person meal preps. LaShonda is the proud founder of Primarily Plant-Based Vegan, which is such an interesting name. I have to ask you about that first <laughs> when I get through your bio. I need to ask you about that name. She rejects on all or nothing mindset, understanding that it can set the stage for giving up and setbacks. Instead, she guides her clients towards making incremental whole food choices, emphasizing the importance of self-compassion over the pursuit of perfection. Amen to that. I really applaud that because perfectionism is really holding people back. There's no such thing as perfectionism. Um, but I would love for you to tell me, LaShonda, primarily plant-based vegan. Tell me about that name. So it goes back to that perfectionism. Uh, when I was first introduced to this lifestyle, it was the early 2000s, and so all I saw back then was people doing juice fasting or they were mm. doing water fasting. And it was like they had to be 100% compliant the whole time. And there was a more, more of a focus on that compliance than actually making sure that they were eating the right foods, they were getting the right nutrients, um, you know, focusing on their health, their actual mental wellness. And so for me, it's always been um, a challenge to figure out, well, what do you label yourself? What do you call yourself? Um, for years, I people in my circle knew how I ate, but I didn't go out into the to the public and really communicate that, oh, I'm a vegan or I'm a plant based vegan or I'm a raw vegan, because I knew as soon as I said it, the scrutiny was going to come. Oh, she's mm. not 100 percent. She's eating this. She's eating that. And I didn't want that to mess with my psyche. So I knew what I was doing was working for me. And so as time went on with clients and friends and family, I, I figured, okay, if we let go of the stigma that you have to be 100% compliant, maybe it's easier for people to listen to what you're saying, to, um, to actually, you know, maybe add a meal or two into their diet 
mm-hmm. that's plant based or vegan. So that's where it came from. It was primarily yeah. plant based vegan because one thing is I'm not a fun- junk food vegan. I know how that works. I know how my body hates it, and I know that it's not healthy for me. And so I wanted to make sure that I had a platform and a name that encompassed what I believed, and that's in you know being a plant based vegan. And then yeah, if you want to primarily be one. That might be one meal. That might be all meals. That may be one cooked meal. Like whatever it is, you create mm-hmm. whatever it is that you want it to be, and don't feel you know this uh, this pressure to have a name, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it came about. <laughs> it's a mouthful, which, which <laughs> makes sense. Because honestly, if I were to start my brand again <laughs> instead of raw food meal planner. <laughs> Which was my intention at the time, you know, to incorporate more raw foods into my own meals. You know, that's where the raw food meal planner came from. But if I were to start over with the intention to do what I'm doing now, I would probably do something like this, like whole food meal planner or something like this, you know, plant meal planner or something. (laughs) Because, you know, you'll have folks with like, oh, you know, oh, that's not raw. This is not raw. But it's like, that's not what it's about. You're missing the whole point, you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Folks in my community are dying and you're like trying to compare who's more raw than what. I'm like, y'all are just lost out here on these streets. I Like this is for a purpose right now, you know? Um, so yeah, so I really want to get into your story because there are folks still suffering with COVID and it's, it's called long COVID, right? What exactly were the symptoms for you and what was your diet like when you got COVID, like, and then what happened after that? If you could just take us through that whole thing. Sure. So um, leading up to COVID, um, so I got COVID in March 2021, so a year after, right? And it was depressing for me because I'm like, I went a whole year and didn't get it, and now I've got it, right? But prior to that, I was eating a plant-based diet, um, and I was really, really healthy. So I had had a surgery two years prior to COVID and I was in a place where I was like, I've got to get myself back to the best shape of my life um, because I, I just needed to. And so when COVID hit, I was like, I definitely have to you know, continue with this goal of mine because I don't want to get COVID. And you know, the, the talk at the time was, you know, if you're healthier, you probably won't get it, right? Or if you do get it, it's, the symptoms won't be as bad. So my goal that whole year, that first year of COVID was don't get sick, Um, be in the best shape of your life. Even if you don't like it, just do it. And so um, I ended up getting COVID either from my doctor's office um, or from my swim instructor. I don't know which Mm -hmm. one. Um, And I immediately within, I guess it must must have been like 24 hours out, maybe, yeah, within two or three days, I think. I was, wasn't feeling well. I felt like I had a flu. I felt um, lethargic. Um, I just, just wasn't feeling well. I figured I had the, had the flu, not COVID. Mm-hmm. And someone said, go take a test. So I took the test and I got it. And that first week was horrible. Um, I don't remember a lot of it. I slept a lot. Um, there was a lot of sweating. There was a lot of like, intense body aches. It's the first time in my life that I felt like I was dying. And mm-hmm. I just went call the ambulance uh, several times. Um, but I was afraid to go to the ER because I was like, if I go to the ER, I may not come out, right? Um, there was a lot of propaganda going on right then, you know, mm-hmm. during that time. So those were the major things. A big thing that happened was my vision. So I had had LASIK and I had 20-20 vision before um, COVID. 
within two or three days of having COVID, my vision started changing where I couldn't see the TV. And then all of a sudden, like the computer screen was blurry. And then I couldn't see the my cell phone screen, even if it was like right here in my face. And that scared me the most because I thought I was just going blind. And those were symptoms that no one was talking about. Um, so like I was just, it seemed like every day there was like another symptom, another symptom. And during that time, it was, I lost my taste and I lost my smell. Most people did. But one thing that happened to me was I also lost my appetite for fruits and vegetables. So I was used to um, eating like a big uh, salad at night. Um, and I couldn't even stand, uh, tolerate any greens. Um, I've tried everything, nothing. Um, I couldn't keep anything down. Um, it was just a really terrible time for me. Uh, and the thing about it is no one could help me. They just told me stay at home and take some, you know, take some ibuprofen or uh, some Tylenol or something and just wait it out. And as I'm waiting it out, I'm getting all these other symptoms. So now I'm just scared. I don't know what to do. And the thing that really saved me was right before I got COVID, I had signed up for the Pure Nation, um, what's it, uh, Pure, Plant Pure Jumpstart. So Plant Pure Jumpstart, for those who are not familiar, they do this, um, they, they have a, um, a documentary where they get people, um, they went into North Carolina, the rural part of North Carolina, and they get people a 10 day um, plant based vegan diet and they took their blood work before on day one and they took it at day 10 just to show them that you know you know you can get off your medications your blood pressure can go down you know eating a plant-based diet can really help with some of these um, illnesses that you all have to help you you know get off the meds and so i had signed up for that and I, my first day was a week after i got COVID, and so at the time, I couldn't really tolerate a lot of the fruits and vegetables, so it was easy just to eat the, um, they sent me prepackaged foods because they had the prepackaged foods then. I just ate those. Um, and the great thing about me being in part of the program is I got a, I was able to be assigned a plant-based um, doctor, which ended up being Dr. Clapper, of all people. Oh. So yeah, so I mean, I just you know, won the lottery there, right? Oh, yeah. And so we're doing our telehealth you know, call we're supposed to be talking about this jump start in the next 10 days and the blood work I need to take. And he recognized um, that my voice, something was wrong with my voice. And he asked me, he was like, what's going on? It sounds like, you know, you're having issues breathing and, you know, you're having lung issues. And I let him know that I had COVID and what was going on. And so he, he walked me through that, gave me some very great tips to help me improve the, you know, my lungs and um, just kind of helped me through that process. And I, he just made me feel better. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's that's kind of how you know the COVID started for me. The big I, I did have lung issues. I was on a lot of inhalers, a lot of breathing treatments. Um, that was probably the worst symptom, um, just because you know that in, your lungs affect everything. You know you can't walk. You know you know you can't you know work out. You can't do a lot of your normal everyday tasks if your lungs aren't fully functioning. Mm -hmm. So before you got COVID and before the whole pandemic, like. What what was your diet like? So before I was eating a plant based diet, um, every once in a while I have some vegan junk food, of course, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it was primarily a plant based diet. Um, well, I keep saying primarily, but it was a plant based diet. <laughs> <before>. <laughs> um, and I mean, I felt great. 
I was I was eating to fuel my workouts at the time. I was training training for triathlons. I was I mean I was I was doing a lot, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I felt great. Um, so yeah, getting COVID was really <laughs> was a punch in the gut for me because it, it, it was unexpected, and I would not have thought. I took all the precautions as far as what was told to me at the time. Mm-hmm. So between the time you were. Um... I guess diagnosed with with long COVID or with COVID, and the time you got met with Doctor Clapper, like how long was that that period? Oh, that was a week. That was oh, okay. a week. So I was still going through some of those really bad symptoms mm-hmm. when when I met him, um, and I wasn't diagnosed with long COVID until probably maybe three months or so after that, three or four months later, um, and it's an automatic thing just because you still have your symptoms, right? Mm. And I had no improvement. So even going through the program, the pure, the plant pure program, it helped me some mm-hmm. just because I was able to get some more food in my body because that food was working for me. But the symptoms were still there and they were at, it was like there were more symptoms being added on as the days were going. So we knew something else was going on there. And at the time it was just really early in the, you know, in the pandemic where no one really could tell you like what was how to cure what you had mm-hmm. all they would tell you is give it time give right. it time and right. so i gave it time i gave it 31 months and i was still dealing with all the symptoms 31 yeah as of Ju- let's see as of july of this year it was 31 months wow okay so so after three months you have basically you have long covid and during this time, you're eating the food, which is already prepared, and plants. Mm-hmm. And did they have like, I don't know, like fake meats and stuff <laughs> in there, so, or is it just so? I only food? ate the plant pure diet for t- the ten days. Um, okay. I mean, it was a struggle still because I my taste buds were still off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then after I finished with that, I still tried to go back to the way I was eating before. And I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't stomach the food that was, that I knew would fuel me. It, it just wasn't working for me. Um, ironically, um, so prior to all this, I never liked celery. I hated celery. It was the only vegetable that I just could not tolerate. I craved celery. That was the only vegetable that I could eat. Wow. Yeah, and I craved it like candy. I was pickling celery. I was eating it raw. I was steaming at the time. Like I was doing it all. And it was the only thing that when I would wake up in the morning, I wanted celery all day. That's all I wanted was celery. Hmm. Yeah. Your body was telling you something. It sure That's was. Interesting. It sure was. <laughs> so then so then on this journey then, this thirty one month journey, like what inspired you to try going raw vegan with this? So when I started my journey um, into veganism in 2006, I started by going gold turkey and being raw for about six months. So I knew the impact. I knew I could do it. And also I knew the impact of raw foods um, Mm -hmm. on me. Um, I decided this time and every year since then, I always do raw. So I do a raw January um, and I do a raw June. Uh, it just coincides with things that are in my life and it works for me. Um, some are spiritual, other it's just, it's just life. So I knew I could do it and I knew how I felt doing that. My problem was over the time, from the time I got COVID until um, early in June this year, or July this year, I just 
wasn't sure that I could stick with it for more than a few days just because I couldn't tolerate the fruits and vegetables, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I got to a point where I was like, okay, either I'm going to continue for another 31 months <laughs> with this, um, because at the time I was part of a long co- called long haul COVID clinic in, in Florida. And even the doctors there told me, they gave me some medicines, gave me actually with supplements. They weren't, they weren't even prescribed medicines at this point. They were just supplements. And they also get, uh, told me that they didn't know the cause of the, of the, um, the vision issues that I was having. So they were like, we can help you try to fix the other issues you have, the breathing, the fatigue. I had TMJ. Um, there were some um, issues with my re- um, reproductive system. There's a lot of things that were going on. They were confident through studies um, that have been done over the years with some of their you know, physician um, partners abroad that they could help people cure those issues, and those symptoms. Mm-hmm. But the vision is the only thing they can't figure out as of a few months ago, they couldn't figure it out. So at that point, I I was just not gonna take the gamble anymore. I was like, okay, I've tried everything else. Um, let's see if I can do raw and see if raw is gonna help me cure these things. Because if it doesn't, then I know that this is bigger than me, right? Um, and I knew it was gonna be hard for me because I was gonna go back to just eating fruits and vegetables in the raw state. And I wasn't sure if my body was even going to accept it anymore. And it did. So I started July 3rd and it's, I don't know, 120 something plus days later. And within the first week, I noticed changes. What kind of changes did you notice? Um, so my, my, I had a lot of brain fog. My brain fog was gone. Uh, my fatigue was gone. My energy levels were gone. Um, certain aches and pains that I would have, they were gone. I had a lot of inflammation all over my body. And I started seeing like my face swelling was going down. Um, eyes were swollen a little bit, um, you know, just um, just all over. And the only thing I, I'm still dealing with vision um, issues, but it's better. But every symptom I've had it was completely gone. Wow. And how yeah. long did it take for it to be gone? Um, it was about the first about day eight or day nine is oh, when being I being raw. Knew. So then folks would be asking, like, what exactly did you eat? <laughs> what did you eat? Because the whole time before then, you was you were eating celery in all the ways. Yeah, I was eating celery. I mean, I was eating, a, but I was eating more. I was eating a lot of more, a lot more processed vegan food because I didn't want to mm. go back to eating um, meats, you know, um, poultry, fish and all that. But I was eating a lot of just convenient foods because I just didn't have the energy to cook to go out and grocery shop, to do all the things like it's excuses, but that's just the way I felt. Um, you know, it's, it's really hard to manage when you have a chronic illness and chronic mm-hmm. pain, you know, energy is everything. And, you know, unless you experience it, it's very hard to ex- you know explain to other people how much energy it takes just to get out of bed, just to, you know, wash your hair, to brush your teeth. Um, it's a lot of energy that's expended. And so, you know, being someone who is, you know, young, I'm single and I work full time. Um, I needed to use all my energy on working, making sure that I, you know, was able to work and, you know, be able to be there fully. And so after my work day was over, I literally closed my laptop and I was done. I had no energy to do anything else. So the, the vegan convenience foods worked for me. 
They were easy. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have people in my community, in my circle who ate the way I did. So they couldn't cook for me either. And I definitely couldn't trust them to cook for me. Um, So yeah, I mean, going back, I probably could have figured out a better way. But honestly, it was so much stuff going on. But to actually answer your question about how I was eating, how I was eating in the beginning, Mm -hmm. um, I began the journey because I have already done this so many times in in smaller spurts um, for other reasons. When I started, there were a few things that I had on my list that I was not going to do. So I knew that I was not going to eat any grains, um, mainly because I didn't want to wait to sprout them. And that I knew if I started eating sprouted grains, sprouted rice, sprouted oatmeal, I was going to want the warm versions of them. Right. So I stayed away from those. Um, Same thing with like sprouted peas or chickpeas and things of that nature. I stayed away from those. So um, primarily I was eating, um, I would have... Um, I had a lot of, in the first few weeks, I was drinking a lot of liquids. Um, as time went on, I didn't need it, but I was drinking a lot of liquids in the morning. Um, I did not do any smoothies. I made a conscious decision that I wanted to chew all my food. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figured if I chew my food, it would take longer and that would give me a, a different, um, it would make me feel more satiated and it would give me time to sit down and actually think about why I'm doing what I'm doing, even if I didn't like the food, Right. Um, So I did huge salads for dinner every single night. Um, Lunch, I would usually have some wraps. So like lettuce wraps. Um, I stayed away from like all that gourmet stuff in the beginning. Um, Mm -hmm. For the first months, nothing gourmet. (laughs) Everything was very plain. Um, If it didn't have one ingredient, it did not go in. Um, I stayed away from dates, um, cacao, cocoa powder, um, maple syrup. um, What else? date syrup, like all of the sweet stuff. I stayed away from that as well. But, you know, I just stuck to what your basic raw vegan diet would be. Mm-hmm. You know, I grabbed a lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables and just chunked them down. Right. And I don't and I was one of those people that I don't need a lot of food. So I didn't do the model meals. Um, I basically prepared entrees for each meal and I just felt full with that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you, so two things. Um, at that point, did you have taste and smell, or were you still I suffering? So I got my taste. I got my taste and smell back within the first three months. It took a while. Oh, okay. And then yeah. also, you said something about being in a like a. You said you were working with a clinic. Was it like a clinical mm-hmm. trial? It was not a clinical. Well, I guess actually it probably was, but um, it's. There's a few long haul uh, long haul COVID clinics in the U.S. Florida just happens to have one of them. So I um, was a part of that clinic and they saw me specifically for long haul COVID. It took me Mm. six months to get into the clinic. Um, But once I got in, I was able to get appointments and they were able to see me. So that's when I met with the doctor, I didn't have to go through the whole, you know, oh, I have COVID and I think this is why and doctors not believing that these symptoms are for COVID. Like what would usually happen is I would go to a doctor and tell them about my symptoms. And the first thing they would say is, oh, it's because you're over 40. And I was like, no, that's not what this is. I was healthy before COVID. So I know this is COVID, right? Um, So it was really nice being in the clinic because I didn't have to go through that. I didn't have to push back and be defensive, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They understood, okay, everything you have is because you had COVID. So it was just nice being in that. Interesting. And so, so you start eating this way at this, are you still like, like when you start this journey of just eating simple raw foods, 
Are you with the clinic? Do they know that you're eating this stuff? Is it messing up their whole program <laughs> with you? <laughs> so part of the reason, another part of the reason why I decided to go raw when I did, because normally every June I go raw for June, but I couldn't do it this year. Hmm. I tried it for a day or two and I was like, I just can't do this. And when July hit, I got a notification on my phone that I had a, an appointment with a long haul COVID clinic in August. And I looked at it and I was like, I don't want to meet with them anymore. I don't want them to tell me that continue with the supplements we've given you, or we don't know how to cure this, you know, this issue or this ailment you have, or we need to do this test. And I was like, I just don't want to do that anymore. And so part of the reason why I was so adamant to try raw until I got better was because I didn't want another appointment. And two weeks into being raw, I called them up and canceled the appointment and told them mm -hmm. I don't need their services anymore. And did they ask you why? No. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Because I'm wondering, like, if they're looking for solutions, <laughs> you know, <laughs> why would now, they I've ask? Shared, I've shared it with my, my other doctors. So my primary care physicians, um, some of my specialists that I've gone to um, in the last few months, I've shared with them. As soon as I get into the doctor's office, I let them know, look, this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, this is what I've been through. These are all the symptoms I've had, and this is what I'm doing right now, and this, and I feel better. And none of the doctors have come back and said, oh, no, don't do that. They're like, oh, wow, that's amazing. I have oh, patients great. who are dealing with the same things, and they're still struggling. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's great. That's great. I love that. And you wrote a whole book about it, which we're going to talk <laughs> about soon. But I just think it just warms my heart. It actually gives me chills, because when folks actually take the leap to try a thing, and doctors are receptive to what's going on. The the cascading effect in the community is just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just amazing. So thank you so much for being an example. And thank you for just taking that leap of faith. Obviously, intuition was talking to you. You were being led. Um, yeah. and, and, and look at you now. So this is just, it's so cool. So like, walk mm -hmm. us through what the beginning of this journey really looked like for you. You you have your your taste back and your smell back and you're eating really simple, um, which is very different than what you were eating prior to this whole ordeal. Were there any challenges that you went through? So for me, I think, so I made it up in my mind that I was not going to put a time limit on this. And I think that's what happens sometimes. It, it's, it's back to that perfectionism, right? You will put a time like, oh, I'm going to go raw for five days or I'm going to go raw for 30 days. Oh, I'm going to do 100 days raw because it sounds great. Right. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I was like, no, that's not what I'm doing here. There's a purpose behind this. It's not to lose weight. It's not for anything else. It's literally at that point, it literally was for me to breathe because my thought was it had been 31 months. And the one thing that I enjoyed doing was running and biking and I couldn't do it. And I was like, I, I need to get back to a place where I can find my joy again. And that's where my joy was at the time. Mm -hmm. And so when I started this journey, I was like, all I need right now, I just want to breathe. I want to be able to breathe on my own and not have to carry an inhaler or have to come home at night and do breathing treatments. I just want to breathe. And so if it means staying on this raw diet for months, I'm going to stay on it until I can breathe. And it sounds so trivial, but when your breath is taken away from you, mm -hmm. it's huge. It is huge. You know, not being able to walk down the stairs or up the stairs without 
feeling like a tightness in your chest or feeling like you've got to grab for, you know, this device, right? Um, you know, it's a scary thing to think that, oh, you can leave the house and you may need it and you don't have it. And I just, I didn't grow up that way. You know, I'm 45 years old. I've never had issues. And all of a sudden I'm having these issues. And so when I started this journey, like, I feel like I didn't have a lot of the symptoms that some people do because my mind was so steadfast on what my goal was here. So, you know, as far as like detox symptoms, I didn't have those. Um, my diet had been cleaned up up until that point. So I feel like that's probably has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. I know that maybe day three and four, I remember note, note, uh, taking some notes that I had some sinus issues. So I did have a little bit of like the runny nose, um, a little bit, you know, of the, the runny eyes. But other than that, I didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. And I think well, I'm, part of it, I'm- like I wanted it. Yeah, I'm thinking too, because a lot of the detox symptoms is like weakness and stuff like this. And if you're dealing with long COVID, you're already going through that right now. So it's like, how would you be able to tell, you know, what's what, you know? Um, My biggest concern was that I was on a lot of medications. So, Mm. I mean, they had, they were just experimenting with everything, anything from steroids to antibiotics to um, just so much stuff. And so when I started the started the raw diet, I thought, oh my gosh, this is the first time that I've had all these medications in my body. I'm probably going to deal with some really bad symptoms because that stuff is going to start coming out. Um, but I just I didn't I didn't deal with any of it. Hmm. So you so you stayed on the meds that they were giving you and just added on this raw lifestyle. Oh, you didn't. No. Oh, okay. No. I could. I got off all the meds. Yeah. And Day that one. was. That was a decision you made and didn't tell the doc? Okay, okay. Yeah. So I had been gradually getting off some of the meds that they had given me. um, Mm -hmm. And I got down to meds that weren't really strong because at the beginning of this year, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't take steroids anymore. So I stopped taking the steroids. And um, then some of the other medications they gave me, I just stopped taking them. When the prescription ran out, I was like, okay, I'm just not going to refill it. Let's just Mm -hmm. see what happens. And what I noticed, I mean, look, everybody's experience is different. But what I noticed was that, oh, I still feel the same and I'm not taking the meds. So what was I taking the meds for, right? Um, yeah, so by the time I got to July and I started this, you know, this journey, I was like, okay, well, you know what? Let's just go in. And, but I wasn't, I wasn't taking like high blood pressure medicine or things that were like life-saving at that point. So it was mm-hmm. easier for me to back off of it, but I just didn't need them. Right. But you were talking about not being able to breathe. Right. So the the inhaler was Uh this you kept with the inhaler. I kept it with me, um, but I didn't need to use it. Hmm. So as as the by the time I got to like that day eight, day nine, I I know Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't even need this because, you know, they what they do is they give you maintenance. They tell you, okay, you got to do this this many times a day and then you can use it for emergencies. So what I stopped doing is I stopped using the maintenance and was like, okay, I'm only going to use it for emergencies and the emergencies just never presented themselves. Interesting. Interesting. So, okay. So you, you went raw and you said within a very short period of time, the long COVID symptoms, basically you, you saw improvement within three days. I think I remember you saying, right. Within, um, with, well, no, I, I started having some, um, some, some, um, what do you call it? Like some some detox symptoms within three days, but within eight days, I, I noticed they were within gone. eight Everything days. Yeah. yeah. So just a little over a week, 
You're good. Mm-hmm. So like in terms of like uh, long COVID symptoms, mm-hmm. improvement, you do you feel like you're 100% back to your normal functioning body or? Um, I don't think I'm, I'm not 100% yet. So I'm probably around like a 90, I would say now. Um, the fatigue that I had is gone. Like I have an abundance of energy. You know how it works when you get on a raw vegan diet. Like the energy is out the roof. You can't even sleep, right? Um, as far as like the aches and pains, they're gone because the inflammation has gone. But also I gained 35 pounds um, over the 31 months because I couldn't mm-hmm. work out. So mm-hmm. I've dropped 30 pounds. So that's helped tremendously as well, right? Um, I was having, let's see, I, I would have a lot of, um, so my vision issues, they're not as bad anymore. So they definitely have improved. Um, I find that I don't have to wear glasses because I had, they, I end up getting glasses. I have bifocals and contacts. Um, I don't have to wear them as much anymore. And, oh, my hair was falling out in clumps, like wow. just huge clumps. And I've noticed now that it's it's starting to, I can comb my hair and like, oh, there's just a few strands here. There's nothing really left behind. So um, yeah. And, and on top of that, I'm able, so the first 60 days I told myself I was not gonna work out. I wasn't, I didn't want to put myself in a position where I was pushing it, my body too much. Mm-hmm. So I let, gave it time to rest and relax, um, enjoy the fruits and vegetables and see how it was gonna work in my body. Day 60, I started walking. And I was like, okay, I can walk, I can breathe, this is good. And then gradually I started doing interval running again. So one minute on, one minute off. Um, I was like, okay. I, you know, I felt a little you know, breathless, but I was like, okay, I, I'm not reaching for that inhaler. So this is good. And then right on day 100, I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna to try to run faster and just see if I can just continue, do continuous running. And I was able to do it. And now I'm at a place where when I run, I don't feel breathless. I feel like I have new lungs. Um, it's amazing to me because I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do 30 minutes on the treadmill. I'm just gonna run and then I'm gonna get off. I'm gonna run slowly and I'll just spit, put up the speed and put up the speed. I'm like, okay, I'm still not breathless. I'm still not breathless. Like, this is weird. Um, I feel better running now than I did before COVID. Wow, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, and it's it's really that's really great to know because the pandemic did a lot. That's what we've been talking about on the Thrive Through Food Summit is that the pandemic because of the lockdowns, you know, we were social distancing but socially isolating as well and it created a lot of issues for for folks, you know, in terms of feeling depressed, low energy, low mood and things like this and one of the the ways to combat that is having physical activity. You know, you get that dopamine drip and all that. And so folks who haven't been able to do that because because of COVID, because of long COVID symptoms, lacking the energy um, and things like that, to know that you can do it just eating raw, eating simple raw. So like you don't even have to do a course to learn how to make anything. You just buy the stuff and you eat the stuff. You just wash cut if you need to, or just chew it and just eat it, you know? How simple of a cure that's been under our nose this entire time and we're running around, because really what the doctors, especially since that clinic, I just cannot get this out of my head that they wouldn't ask you why you don't need their services anymore after you waited months to see them. You know what I'm saying? There's so many people that's dealing with this 
but they're searching for something that they can patent and make money off of. And you cannot make money off of produce, right? There's a very limited profit margin on that. You can ask any grocery store because they struggle with this, you know? Um, it's just so unfortunate. But I'm, I'm glad that you're sharing your, your testimony. So I want to I wanna get in because you said, you know, you're not 100% to where you want to be right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which makes total sense because this is, this is new. Like it just happened really for you. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the go-to raw vegan meals that you're doing right now for sustainability? Because right now you've experienced all of this change and your body's pretty much there. You said 90%, but not 100%. How are you keeping it sustainable to, to reach that 100%? So one thing about me is I, I don't mind eating the same thing over and over again. Um, I, my dinner salad has been the same dinner salad for the last four months. I'm okay with that. Um, I crave it. I'm great with it. Um, one thing that I've started adding um, is, you know, I've been a little bit more creative in the kitchen. So more dehydrated stuff. I mm. do now, I like, now I understand why it's a dehydrator because the food is dehydrated and dehydrates you. Um, so I have a whole different perspective now on um, food because of my use of a dehydrator. So to quickly give you an example of it, now I only, I try to only do like a dehydrated food once a week. So I'll do like, I'll make a bread or something fancy, right? Just because I was like, oh, that's neat. You can, you can actually, you know, make creative, nice things that taste good, right? Mm -hmm. Um, People think it's crazy, but you know, it's fine. Uh, But what I've, my mentality has changed because of dehydrator. So even now, when I started thinking about this journey, like I didn't expect to be on it this long. I thought I was gonna be off of it. Will I continue it? I don't know. Like, I'm just gonna continue to listen to my body. But when I go back to cooked foods, I will look at foods differently. Instead of looking at like, what's gonna satisfy me, I'm looking at foods as, is this gonna hydrate me or dehydrate me? Hmm. Because if it's gonna dehydrate me, I don't want it. So prior to all this, like, I loved a good guacamole and chips, but those chips are dehydrating, right? So I don't have to eat the guacamole with chips now. I can eat the guacamole with red bell peppers or or carrots or, you know, cucumbers. And, you know, that's that's my mindset now. But for me, like I said, the, the dinners, I like to have the same thing for dinners. Every once in a while, I'll change things up. Um, I I like to be able to make sure that I have everything at the house. Um, I, I like to be prepared. I like to make myself in advance. Um, if it's smoothies, I make sure I have all the smoothie stuff cut up and put in the freezer. I just can grab it, put it in the, put in the, the blender in the morning. I make my meals easy and simple because one of the things that people usually say about the raw vegan diet, they're like, oh, it's expensive. Well, you know, it depends on what you're buying. And right. two, they're like, it's harder. It takes longer. I'm like, no, it takes you 15 minutes to warm up the oven. You know, it takes 45 minutes for that lasagna to bake. Then you got to let it cool for another 10. Like I could have all my meals for the week made in an hour's time by the time you finish that lasagna. So mm-hmm. it really is the you know true fast food. You just have to change your mentality about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, mm-hmm. and another thing that I do to make sure that I'm not getting like used to foods or getting bored. Every time I go to the grocery store, I just pick a new fruit or vegetable to try out. Even if it's a small thing, you know, sometimes I like them, sometimes I don't. But that variety helps as well. Yes. And you get a full nutritional profile when you rotate your greens and your fruits. So that's awesome. Tell us about 
the book that you wrote about this experience, The Raw Vegan Revolution. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, one thing that I do creatively is I like to create books and contents and it's just something that I do. Um, it's, I don't know when I started this, probably like in my teens, um, but the book came about not because I wanted to write it, but because I had been in these communities and people were talking and they were looking for, you know, like, okay, you know, if somebody wants to go on a raw vegan diet, how are they supposed to start? Or uh, specifically, they were looking for female writers. And I remember there was a conversation that said that most females who practice, you know, as raw vegan or eat raw vegan, they have cookbooks, but they don't have books that are teaching you about the diet. Hmm. And I was like, oh, well, wait a minute. Um, that's true. You know, there's just a handful of them out there. And I was like, well, now that I've gone through my journey, I've shared it with other people. Why don't I just create, you know, something that is going to help other people understand why I was able to stay on this so long, why I I'm so adamant about what I'm doing. And so that's how the book came about. It truly was, okay, here is how you do this. This is how I've been doing this. This is why I do it. And these are the benefits. Um, and, you know, you take it as it is, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you have a five-day vegan course. So this is a, a raw vegan course or a cooked vegan course? No, this is a cooked vegan course. So um, my I believe um, that all vegan diets, the base of all vegan diets should be raw, raw vegan, right? Um, I, I feel like if you start your day as a raw vegan, <laughs> you start yes. your day as a raw vegan, it's really easy to stick to it, right? But mm -hmm. if you don't, then you're going to eat healthier foods throughout the day, if not. Um, so the five day challenge and the courses that I create teach people about veganism. You know, um, raw vegan is an extreme you know, part of being a vegan. So you want to take baby steps with people because once they start understanding, OK, you know what? I don't have to eat that chicken. I don't have to eat that beef every night or, oh, there's it's not about the, the protein. It's about the sauce, the spices, the way you're cooking the food. And if I can cook it, if I can find something healthier for me then maybe, you know, I'll stick with it. And so the five-day course is a free course. It's an email course that I have that just introduces people to veganism. Like, what are their options? You know, what is veganism? You know, how do you make swaps? Where are some recipes you can try? How do you inch yourself into this thing? And how do you socialize with other people as you're changing your diet, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's what the five-day course is about. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and I see we have a few people live with us. Definitely make sure... You check the chat. First of all, drop any questions in there for um, LaShonda and give her a round of applause because this is just really great. Like you have all of these professionals and experts who are struggling uh, to find supports for people dealing with long COVID and you decided to just go back to basics to your species specific diet and strip down all of the processing, all of the extra stuff guided by intuition right um which is part of your gut intelligence your intuition and found a way to help yourself so you don't become a victim to to the system which is you know i and everything you're saying i res it resonates with me so much because this was also my experience where i went vegan and i gained weight which is not ever anything i was looking to do <laughs> you know um because, like, honestly, I have the body type if I look at food, you know what I'm saying? So, 
Um, so raw foods, if it wasn't for raw foods, honestly, like it, my body just would not be in good shape. And I did get COVID twice at the, at the beginning. And, um, then again in 2021, which is 2020, I thought 2021, the 2020, uh, time was really bad. The 2021 time was like, girl, let me show you this one, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> It was quite an experience, but luckily, you know, thank God I didn't have to deal with it beyond um, a week or two. But I, I totally understand like that feeling of just being so heavy, so weak. I remember the last time standing at the sink trying to make myself something to get something down. Um, and I couldn't even stand. It's like my legs were just jelloed. Everything just wanted to collapse underneath me. And it's a really scary time, a really scary time. So I really like my, I commend you for, for taking that leap because, you know, you didn't know what was going to happen, but I guess you were, you were desperate enough to try this and it, it like, what could go wrong with fruits and vegetables, right? <laughs> what could go wrong? You know, why are people so afraid to do that, to try that? Um, so thank you. And I did post all her links and socials in the chat because I know there's tons of questions that you probably would have for her. Um, like I have questions that I'm not going to ask just to make sure that this video gets visibility, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that I'm really like itching to ask, but I won't, <laughs> but I will just to make sure we don't get censored too much. Um, but thank y'all for joining us live and thank you so much for sharing your story, LaShonda. Everyone pick up her book, join her free course, get in contact with her on social media, especially if you're dealing with uh, long haul uh, COVID um, to get some more details on what she did and how she overcame. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you.